Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is a Bramble Jam podcast. Hey, Dan, do you want to take all the things that uh, make Columbus fun and uh, expose the truth? Because I'm ready for it. I'm so this ready is, for that, Justin. This is this is darkness. This is this is intense. This is cowboy. This is John Dutton must die. It is a unofficial Yellowstone podcast. My name is Justin Kirkland, and I am your co-host here with Daniel Thompson, who is leading us through to five, four or five seasons, five seasons of Yellowstone. Yep. Uh, it's, a, it's a very small number. Shouldn't be up for a question, but uh, every time, every time it seems like I find something to stumble on at the beginning of an episode. It wouldn't be John Dutton must die if we didn't do something ridiculous. Um, and, little, and you nailed it. Little rambly, little crazy. But the good news uh, is we got it out a, of the way early and we're going to stay on track here. I, I'm a big time taskmaster. I want to stay on track uh, with this kind of stuff. Uh, and yeah, we've got a lot of fun times ahead. Um, if you like to learn the real history of how terrible America is. Yeah, I would say so. Yeah. Yeah. Hundo P. Hundo P. Tried to do a cold open. Uh, tried to do a cold open and not really sure how well it worked. Yeah, I, I will say this. It, usually did, we, it didn't land. And the reason it did not land is because <laughs> I, 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 I just jumped in like it was a real question. I did not. It's early here on the East Coast. And I thought you were asking me a real question. And it, it only dawned on me after I said the first word that you were doing a, a cold open. And, and if I had not effed it all up i think it probably would have worked better than it did i think that's i think that's probably fair okay. i also think that again we could just go back to the old way which is saying welcome back to john dutton must die my that's name right. is justin kirkland this is my co-host daniel thompson i don't know the cold uh, open's fun and also we took a week off because of the fourth of july in america and it's yellowstone and we would never um and and so you know we we were a little rusty that's our excuse every time but we're going to use it again well, I wanted to do something special because I got a little nosy, got a little uh, investigative yesterday and saw we got nine new reviews 
on an Apple podcast. We went from 45, 36 to 45 guys. Yeah. This is, this is big. 45 reviews. We're almost halfway to the cowboy hats. I'm thinking of moving all of you out of the bunkhouse. Yeah. No kit. That's I think you deserve your own spot. Yeah. And without even a full fight to the death, basically. Uh, yeah, (laughs) I look, that's big deal. Man, at this pace, we're going to be there in no time, in like six so weeks. I, I would like to highlight an important one. Let's all remember that the review section is specifically to say nice things about me and ignore Dan criticisms completely. of Dan. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yes, uh, of course. And the most recent criticism is absolutely love have missed Justin since he finished the Dolly series. And so glad to hear the guys talking about this show. Wonderful start. I love this. Uh, I'm going to mispronounce it. Vanilline. Vanilline. I'm going to love this. You know what? I love even more. My only beef is that they will occasionally throw out a spoiler from later in the series, which I know Dan doesn't care about, but I haven't (laughs) seen any of this show. So I want things to be a surprise still, but otherwise so good. So I'm going to work on not putting spoilers into the future. And you know what you need to work on Dan caring. Yeah. Apparently I'm trying to look up the word that you can't um, pronounce. Uh, guys talking about the show. My only beef is that they will occasionally throw out a spoiler. Oh, it's, oh, I guess van, v- vanilling, vanilling. Sure. But vanilling, I guess. Yeah. So the word, the Justin running, can't pronounce. the running theme that, well, you decided to say who the review is from in the middle of the review. So that, I mean, like that threw me off the scent, but the, the running theme of these reviews are Justin Kirkland's a national treasure. Dan is there and, and he usually ruins it for me. <laughs> Listen, it means a lot because as I, I identify as a single Christian mother yeah, yeah, and when I read these reviews, it means a lot to me. And when I tell people in real life that I'm a single Christian mother, they tell me to stop saying that. Yes. Yeah. Um, because I'm not a mother. I would love anyway. for you to re- get, leave a review if you're listening out there and haven't yet. And you're now feeling guilted about it and say like, this is the best podcast featuring a single Christian mother. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Thank you so much. And again, we are only 55 ratings uh, slash reviews away from getting our cowboy hats so if you could uh subscribe tell your friends about it leave a review drop a few stars you know what you're not feeling chatty that's fine too just 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 five stars that's all we need from you that's it we'd appreciate it i mean i guess there's a chance that 45 people are just listening on a loop um, and we've sure. reached everyone listening has reviewed that would be quite a loop and th- you, you 45 thank you for continuing to listen all day long over and over again um, but if more likely that there's other people listening uh, lots of others and I if you could just do that for us I mean I feel like we'll keep making this for you I feel like that's a fair trait hundred percent. And I'm going to go off the assumption that I go off of every week and that it's not the same people. Yeah. So to paraphrase Lady Gaga (laughs) during the, a star is born press tour. There can be a hundred people listening to this podcast and 99 of them have heard it before, 
But if it's your first time, to give you an idea of how this works, we start with a little banter back and forth like this. Then we move into a recap of a couple of episodes. Then we do something called Bunkhouse Table Talk, where we talk about the pieces and parts that jumped out to us most. And then at the end, we do it in memoriam. But the reason that we can uh, ramble on a little bit like this is, spoiler alert, no one died. Yeah, yeah, hardly anything happened. So it's tough when when uh, when you've got that going on to start a season. But yeah, I I don't know why you use lady lady it like reference her. I don't know where, but I now have to ask: Did you enjoy the newest Star Is Born? I loved it. Yeah, you did. Of course, you did. I, <laughs> why? I feel like we are fighting today. And yeah. I do not know why. Yeah, did you not? It's all the positive reviews, Justin, for you, and apparently none for me. I like. I'm just. <laughs> You know, it, it's starting starting to sting a little bit. Is all I'm saying. Uh, no, no, I I didn't like a Star Is Born. Um, I I I just found all of it to be not what I wanted. Um, and I was th- like, you know, I'm fine. Like I, I heard what the movie was about, and I know that it's been made numerous times, and I know Bradley Cooper was directing it, and they were all doing all their own singing and Lady Gaga and the whole thing. And I went and was just like. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Not really for me. <laughs> Do you know what? I mean, even though that's a that is a take, the <laughs> thing that really heartens me and the thing that I know will bring us back together and something that maybe we should start doing with the first like five-ish minutes of these episodes is talking about what we also love on top of Yellowstone. And I finished The Bear this week. Yeah, you did. Cried, cried like a little baby bear. Episode seven? Episode seven? Episode Episode seven, episode six, episode, episode six, six. Oh. Uh, season two, no spoilers, just have, you know, some kind of like Xanax or something. Th- yeah, therapy. You. And you need the, the warm hug that is episode seven after you get finished with episode six. Some of the best TV that I've seen. Yes. I think at least in the past 10 years, if not like my whole life. I, it, it is, I hate to like, it's only two seasons and 18 episodes, but it is definitely a top 10 show all time for me. And I, it, it was so much so that I wanted to, we, we've been texting about it, but I feel like when we run out of episodes, instead of moving to the Yellowstone, like other, the prequel pod, uh, like, you know, television shows, we just keep this thing going. It's just like a TV, uh, a TV podcast. We can still call it John Duck must that. die, or we can change the name. I don't care. But like, I feel like that, like the bears a great one to, to go into because there's so much happening. And I've, I don't rewatch shows ever. This Yellowstone, obviously, for this, I re I rewatched Arrested Development on a loop when I was in college, but I rewatched The Bear with my wife, and second time through is better. Second time through is better. Um, I really I can't recommend it enough. So, so good. Uh, you guys check out The Bear. This is not sponsored content, even though I wish I wish it were but because you- I saw a whole bunch of people uh, at the beginning of season two. They got. Uh, aprons in the media and it says yes chef on the front mm, yeah that's I, good stuff i need that I yeah need that. i also feel like after watching two seasons of the bear that i'm a professional restaurateur do you have that feeling either like you walk into a Again. restaurant and you're like oh they're not even doing the thing right they didn't even say hands like what the like come on come on everybody these <laughs> these people did not sign up for this they signed up for yellowstone but i do need to tell you that you know the little caviar that they make yeah yeah on the show, I made some. I saw it on your Insta story. It looked looked. I, I mean, 
did it because it was all kind of like jammed in a jar. I really feel like I should have presented it and been like, look at this picture. But yeah, I made it out of hot sauce. Like the bears out here inspiring people. Y'all, yeah. I made little sil- uh, sil- cylinders. No, that's not it. Nope. Spheres. Yes, you got um, it. There it is. We got there. Yeah, I'm getting but, smarter every Well, episode. I mean, I, I literally smoked a, uh, a pork butt, like a pork shoulder pulled pork after i finished watching the bear like 12 hours and i remember like pulling that pork off there and like literally you get the claws and it just all falls apart and i was just like i wanted to be like hands <laughs> like i wanted to yes. like start like plating and stuff like i knew what i was doing i'm like bro i'm just you know out here in my swim trunks like smoking a pulled pork and i'm like i've seen two seasons of the bear i'm i'm pretty much a michelin star chef is what i am that's what i am because I watched the show. I don't, I don't want to sound crazy, but you sound like the American dream. That's right. 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 You sound like the, you sound like the new American dream. The old American dream was out West. It was owning a ranch. Yeah. It was having, it was having beautiful bulls that you pull things out of. We'll get to it in a second. Have you ever seen Yellowstone? Uh, <laughs> do you want a recap of the episodes that we watched? I guess week? we can do this either. Whatever's fun. Um, so you guys, of course, thank you for coming back to the bear must die. And, uh, <laughs> I'm gonna, for funsies, I'm going to give you a recap of an episode of Yellowstone. Fair. More than fair. This week, we kick off season two with the episode of Thundering. We open with a terrible dream. Rainwater is watching a native woman run away on fire. And then suddenly in his dream, Dan Jenkins (laughs) appears beside him with a half-burned face. When Rainwater asks what happened to him, Dan pulls a gun on him. Yikes. Then he wakes up. Elsewhere, Jamie is hanging out with Christina in her liberal-coded apartment with framed photos of Obama and Rosie the Riveter, as (laughs) liberals are wont to have. Uh... Meanwhile, Beth is renting out a new office, but that's the least of her interest because she's more intent on finding a suitable candidate to run against Jamie for attorney general. A young little blonde thing that she says looks like her, and we won't question that. (laughs) Monica has reconsidered the teaching position that was offered to her at the university and has decided to take it. But first, she'll have to teach a course on American history, specifically about Columbus. (laughs) On the Dutton Ranch, everyone is getting personal, and uh, you know what? I didn't write personal, but it's still correct <laughs> because I wrote everyone's getting prepared for bull ejaculation season. Yeah, uh, they've hired a new guy named Cowboy, and he's not great at making friends. That is, except for Walker, who seems deeper and darker than ever. But nothing bonds a group together like playing poker while a bull attacks you, and then <laughs> getting in trouble with Daddy Rep. The ranch hands then head to a bar to drink instead because Rip says, quit using the bull that we've brought in to ejaculate to try and attack you. And then they go to the bar and a guy attacks Jimmy and the boys from Yellowstone. Then in response, Daddy Rip shows up again and takes that new bull and lets it loose in the bar. But then everything really goes to hell at the end when John collapses on the ranch and starts spitting up blood. And what does the these people what do these people do? My goodness. I hope some of this can be edited out because I have a tongue the size of my fist right now. What, what if we could just cut do? that line right there and just put it out on the socials, that'd be fantastic. <laughs> I have a tongue as big of a, as a fist. Um <laughs> 
what do the ranch hands from Yellowstone do? They load him into a veterinary van so the vet can take an x-ray. And this vet, who is not an oncologist, immediately goes, this is not cancer. This is an ulcer that has erupted. So then they cauterize it without anesthesia and take John to the hospital in a helicopter. And that is the end of a thundering. Mm, I Can I ask you this? And if you don't want to do sure. this, it's totally fine. For these two episodes, could we do both synopses in a row? Or do you, you have know what? Because I feel we like have, they go together. We haven't even talked about it and correct. Yes, we can. Okay. Because I feel like there's so much crossover in what I think of these two episodes, like that Monica plot line or the Rip plot line or the Casey plot line. It all needs aside from the rainwater plot line the rest of them need both i think to really give an assessment in my opinion sure i got you you want some words i want some words how about a recap for new beginnings i love it john leaves the hospital no big deal cancer gone ulcer fine (laughs) and when casey drives him back the two have a heart to heart about their responsibility to the ranch and who they are existentially as men casey could use that because john appointing him livestock commissioner a little later in the episode really throws him for a loop especially because casey's feeling less like himself than ever before when monica starts teaching guy says that it reminds him of a porn that he's watched and as a student uh and a lifelong lover of learning i can't imagine doing that but also if i hated learning i couldn't imagine doing that but we'll get back to that uh, she uses it to launch into an immediate conversation about Columbus, which I want to make something very clear as an aside during the recap. Recap? The recap. recap. Lady Gaga and the recap. <laughs> that's, uh, that's, my, that's my 80s cover band name. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I think that Columbus is bad. Yeah. But it's okay. Just remind me to talk about Columbus some more later. Yeah, because it's gonna. If you just try to, if you just kind of do a quick hitter here, that's gonna not go well. I'm just letting you know. Columbus is bad and put a pin in that. No time is causing havoc this season. Buying a man out of his house randomly to help expand the Yellowstone Ranch, and then Walker makes a passing comment about Beth to Rip, and Rip whips him in the face with barbed wire. After the brawl, Walker throws his hands up and quits the Yellowstone Ranch. And as he's leaving, Casey asks him why. And Walker says he only wants to be a cowboy. Not any of this, quote unquote, let a bull in and throw bodies off the train station BS. (laughs) Rip doesn't take well to the news that uh, our boy Walker spoke to Casey and then tries to attack Walker. And to make matters worse, John then takes Rip aside and asks Rip to move out of his home and into the bunkhouse, letting Casey take over the space from the ranch hands. That's hardly the end of that, though, because then the next day, Casey and Rip get into an all-out brawl on the ranch, and John just watches from a distance like the devil man he is. (laughs) Casey wins, but not by much. And does anyone actually win when fisticuffs are involved? Because if you have a symmetrical face, you're not going to get involved. But here we are. Beth consoles Rip, and then she heads to Casey and goes to bat for Rip when talking to Casey about him, explaining that all Rip is is the result of what John has made him. And then she goes one step further and tells Casey that instead of staying true to who he is, he's just come back to the ranch to become whatever John wants him to be, too. She ends her monologue by telling Casey to go back to Monica and Tate and that she will take care of the rest 
and give Casey the land once John dies. And then Casey takes John to physical therapy. They're in a pool. John doesn't like swimming, but then he does like mm-hmm. swimming and runs into Monica, and everybody just stares at each other for a long time yeah. at the end of the episode. Here we are. Here we are. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. See, I love that. I love that. I feel like we've we've actually got something to talk about here because there's a lot of setup in in these two episodes. Not a lot of payoff, a lot of setup here. This was one of the a set of the most heavy-handed episodes yeah. that we've definitely seen <laughs> arguably the two heaviest-handed episodes that we've seen to date. And maybe as the series goes on, some of the most forced work that I've seen. Yeah. Yeah. Force across the board, across the board forced. Um, I, I, I don't remember season two starting off this heavy and sluggish and like laborious. And also like, like it's trying to teach us lessons and tell us things. Uh, but that's what I felt. And, and I also think that somebody, and I think I've mentioned this during when we did season five episodes, but I think somebody after season one, was just having a beer with Taylor Sheridan and offhand was like, yeah, I mean, the first season was good, but like, it's just kind of fake cowboy. It's not real cowboy, you know? And Taylor Sheridan spit his beer everywhere and was like just a litany of cuss words. And then he was like, you want cowboying? Well, how about five and 10 minute stretches of just lassoing and herding bulls and talking about cattle and talking about what it means to be a real cowboy and showing cowboys and showing a person named cowboy. It was like Taylor Sheridan was like, I've had enough of you and your lip. I'm going to, you think I don't know cowboys. I'm going to show you cowboys. And we're like, we get it, bro. Like nobody, it was a joke. We will all, we'll all, we won't say it again. We promise because they come out of the gate so hot with so much padding of cowboy stuff that's so unnecessary in these first two episodes. It's 94 minutes of two episodes could have been shaved to a 80, probably I would say, and not lost a thing in my opinion. Well, you saw Tay Tay at the beginning of you season did. two, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's he in like there. Up. He's like, I'll ride this horse myself. That's Damn right. No Thought we were out for a fun ride. All right. Yeah. It was. I mean, it was. It was wild. And honestly, I can't. 
I can't speak much to the authenticity of the cowboy experience because my dad used to try and get me to go outside. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's my, it. my uncle uh, owned horses when I was a kid and I rode them a few times and then I did grow up shooting guns in friends' backyards, but that's all I've got. Did you ever do that? I, did you grave Oh yeah. Yeah, that was like one of those things that I when you're it. in middle school, like I was in middle school, maybe high school, and I realized, man, what were we doing? <laughs> I I mean, the the number of things that I've like shot throughout my life yeah. is, is nuts. Like, yeah. And like animals like within season. I wasn't one of those like weird kids that was like, yeah. I'm going to go shoot a rabbit between the eyes. Like <laughs> nobody's. Nobody wants to be friends with that kid, but it was, it was enough where I used to keep, um, a lot of other people used to collect like stamps or rocks. Oh boy. Uh, and I used to collect like shell casings, man, boy, which in retrospect, it's so like, cool. I, well, no, I was, that was a red flag brother. Uh, <laughs> somebody find that and they're like, yikes. Uh, but no, I, I rode a horse one time. Somebody else is listening uh, to this going, yeah, me, yeah, me too. Red flag. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, sorry, guys. The truth is the truth. Um, you rode a horse one no, time. Go ahead. I, I rode a horse. Yeah, thank you so much. I rode a horse one time, and it was it was just a disaster. It was this black horse, and it was uh, up in like Gatlinburg in yeah. the mountains, and the horse was like bye, and just like went <laughs> off on his own journey. So I'm not here to criticize anybody else's like horse riding skills no. i do think there it was a bit hand ringy with like how much they were explaining the point of cowboy but i as like the resident uh insufferable we'll just call it what it is a big city liberal yeah i yeah. wouldn't like to point like check out the things that are behind me uh, <laughs> i know that you guys can't see this if you're listening but uh, to give you an idea of what my background looks like you have um, a, an old concert poster of yep. Dolly Parton. Yeah, you have a a Reba McIntyre uh, album cover. You have a a small little um, cross stitch that says, "Here's your one chance fancy." <laughs> um, You're not a big you, city liberal. You're just not. You're not one. You. I'm sorry. You have. I. I just want to finish this because it's important. For some reason, the strange uh, portrait of Olivia Pope that hung in the last episode of Scandal. <laughs> Um, and you also have Lorelai Gilmore posing in the Festival of Living Colors from season five of Gilmore Girls. I, I'm a lot of things and I have a lot of things wrong with me, but a stereotypical big city liberal is not one of them. And I, I don't understand what, when they were dressing the set. I know I shouldn't care this much. I don't understand when they were dressing the set where they were like, what do you think a liberal has in their home? Probably a portrait of Obama and a Frankie Rosie the Riveter sign. And, oh, yeah, we're going to make them irrationally into uh, pour over coffee. Yeah. Oh, no. Pour over coffee is a big part of being a liberal. Why does it matter? Like, so get stupid. out of here. And it was it was one of the first times where I was like, because – at Yellowstone, in my opinion, is at its most political and most interesting when it's not being political. Yeah. Yeah. It's always, I don't mind having, I can't believe I'm, I'm going, I told you when we started this episode, I was like not really awake today and like not yeah. feeling it. And now I'm here. You're rolling. You're rolling. I don't mind having a political conversation with somebody. I, and even in the, the, 
world of 2023. Mm-hmm. Like I will sit down with you and we'll like hash it out and have a conversation. So long as you're being like a normal person. Yeah. And when, when, when anytime somebody's like, oh, you know, those liberals and their four over coffee, I just like tune out <laughs> because I'm like, you and I are not on the same plane. No. Like we're not living in the same world. And I think that's what happened to me this episode. Like they just hammered so many things <laughs> over the head. I was like, what are we doing guys? I, the nuance? Justin, I, the nuance of the recap. I, Justin, I think you and I, especially down, down here in the South, in the Southeast, we would both be classified as liberals. If someone wants a pour over coffee, they can do that without me. Sure. <laughs> I, I want no part of a pour over coffee under any circumstance. Uh, and, and this, it is almost like Taylor Sheridan is trying to build capital to use later. Like he's, yes. he's, he's very much, he knows he wants to get to the John Dutton soliloquies of family and land and, and pride and, and, and property. And he knows that he wants to be able to look at both sides and say, no, 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 I've represented you here. And so I feel like he thinks he's doing a bang up job. Like he thinks he's really crushing it with this, this whole thing. And as well as the Monica power uh, lecture is written, like it, the, the, when she starts off in the power thing, like I'm like, this is a good way to snap back at a white dude who's trying to put you in your place. Like I have no problem with that. The problem is we get 80 minutes of lead up that is just eye rollingly like, We've got to get her in a room to talk about Columbus. Like that's basically what he started with. And then I'll bank all this capital for when I have 20 minutes of like country music and the property's great and the Duttons are awesome later. And it it doesn't feel sincere. It feels like very transactional. Whereas in the first season, the plight of Native Americans and how it's presented feels pretty organic. Um, This does not. Even though... Organic... And and natural in a way where it feels like it's rooted in in now. Yeah, that there's yeah. like there are issues that are happening in our world, and he's highlighting them. And they like you could go out into Montana, and this is it. What makes it feel so meaningful is that it could be any place in Montana. It can be like any like Native American family in Montana. And I, uh, if there's a way that we could get a tight shot on my face and then clip this, this is going to be my 20 minute monologue for my Oscar consideration. Cause I'm about to talk about Columbus. His tongue is as big as his fist. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. It's just, it haunts me. The Columbus thing I think is the epitome of what is wrong with these first two episodes. Because just like you were saying, like, it's so, it reads so much to me, like somebody just learned that Columbus was bad for the first time. After school special. And then, and then they were going to write something about it. Also, let's like talk about this, this Caucasian man uh, (laughs) who walks into the first day, I'm assuming. You mean Trent? American history class in college. Yeah. And and Trent sits down and he's like, oh, I've seen this video before. Are you real? Yeah. No. Like, I felt like I was like fever dream that entire scene. And then like, 
Yes, I do think that we should we should tell a more honest truth about the, the terrible things that happen to the Native American population. Completely agree, but I just can't imagine also Monica walking in, essentially saying yes to another job, and then being like, "I'm going to teach Columbus my way." Like it's not even in line with the character. No. No. Like, Monica wouldn't say it. it. It was all just very weird. For the record, my problem is not the the dragging of Columbus, because I think that's correct. My problem is the way that they did it, because it felt so heavy-handed. Yeah, I think... I, I, or you, I want to make sure you had the whole tirade. Did you get it? For yeah, I really thought... I thought it was going to go a lot longer than it did, but so, I think I just kind of said I was frustrated. I, you know... Every year I get to teach a group of 10th graders college-level U.S. history from literally Native American civilizations to present. And in a Christian school in the South, I get to watch the light bulb of Columbus is a, is awful come on every year for the majority of the kids that I teach. That That, that is literally. And I I was not as heavy-handed and never have been as Monica was to Trent. Um, did I, a couple of problems with that scene uh, on top of the fact that it's incredibly heavy handed in a weird way to introduce yourself as the new teacher for the semester. You're not an assistant. You're not a sub. This is your first day. None of these kids have ever had you as a teacher. Weird way to introduce yourself with a lecture from Columbus. Um, am I, am I happy that a population watching this program got to hear from Christopher Columbus's journal? Sure. Does it fit in this show? No, no, it does not. Is there such a class in college of United States history from Columbus to revolution? No, 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 no. That doesn't exist. There's typically like one to the civil war and then one to present day, but it's never like a Columbus class Like you could, maybe if you were getting a history degree, you could take a Columbus class, but if you're in that like class, hundred level, yeah, a 300. But if, if you're in that class, then you know about Christopher Columbus, you know, about starting the slave trade, you know, he's an awful human being. Like you don't need that, that lecture. I, I, I think the thing that killed me was, is that we spent 80 minutes putting the ball on the tee. And then we know it's coming. And then it's delivered in a way that's like, we have a lot of fun here at Yellowstone. One thing we never joke about is Christopher Columbus. <laughs> and and, it, <laughs> and it's, it's crazy. It's crazy because we know that there shouldn't be a Columbus Day. Like, we know that. We, I, I think most of the population would admit, okay, Columbus not great. We probably don't need that. And it, it, for this show to decide, it is season two is the time to do this. It, it was real tough. It was a tough scene, and and the whole lead up to it, it, especially the fact that she's he's like, we happen to have a U.S. history class for you to teach, and it happens to be about Christopher Columbus. And so, like, how do we just force? a world where Monica has to teach about Columbus to white people in a U.S. history. It was, it was not good. It was not good. And I that just, was unfortunate. 
again, I think the best part of it was he was like, we have this class to teach. And she just leaned in fully into the mic and was like, you know, I'm teaching Columbus my way. And it was like, <laughs> well, we haven't seen Monica like that. And then, I mean, I've we've all been in class with that one jerk that like doesn't know yeah. how to yes. like be in a class. Of course. Have I ever seen someone call their teacher a porn star? No, no never. But like. Sure, he Trent did that, but then he had. I, I don't know what Taylor Sheridan was thinking, and I blame him. I get frustrated when people talk about TV shows and they're like, "Oh, Shonda Rhimes killed another character." Shonda Rhimes doesn't write all the episodes. No, that crazy, that crazy bleep. Uh, <laughs> Taylor Sheridan, he does write all the episodes. Yes, he does. So I'm holding his feet to the fire. He has Trent come up and go, um. Uh, Miss Long, uh, I'm so sorry. Thank you for enlightening me on Columbus. Like, girl, you and Wind River can take a lap. That's right. Sorry. That's, <laughs> get out of here. Get out of here. You're not. Yeah. You're not doing what you think you're doing. I just brother. needed the only two things I needed in there was a picture of her smiling as she looks back, a freeze frame, and fight song to play. <laughs> This is so, my fight so song. Like, what in the world is happening at the end of this episode where she's like, like, he comes up and it's a full apology. And she's like, well, his mind's not yet changed. Like, like we in Dead Poet Society? Is everybody going to stand on a desk? It was, it was brutal. It was tough. It was tough out there. It's reminding me why people don't like Monica. Yeah. And also, like, I still get it. And I'm still like all in like Kelsey Aspel for life. But like, yeah, I'm getting it. But also, that, if, if you and I thought that imagine the more like right leaning viewer, like, what are they doing yeah. here? Like, imagine like, like all of my relative, like I'm imagining like my uncle or my, you know, now deceased grandfather watching that. Like, I, I can't imagine them being like, I'm watching this show anymore. So I, I don't I don't know who he's pleasing there. Yeah, it was a that's a that's a tricky that it, it's it shouldn't be as tricky to thread that needle <laughs> no. as he's making it seem. No, but you know what? Good, good for good for Taylor. You know what? He's ha- he's pushing the conversation and I'm, I'm going to choose to uh, believe that. That was what he was intending. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but one of the, yeah. I think one of the good takeaways from this episode is Walker remains. Yeah, he's great. A good care. He's great, right? He's great. Uh, I didn't see it the first great. time. He's great. I still think they're a little heavy-handed in this episode because they have him sit down with Cowboy, and he's like, "This place ain't great. I've <laughs> seen a place like this before. I can't leave." And you can either. It was very like B horror movie. Yeah, Silent like, Hill. The yeah. little girl like turns around and she's like, "We live here forever." Yep. And it's yep. like, no. Yet, but I still, I still agree. They. The more that I think about it, you're a lost boy, right? Well, that's a weird. There's a lot of meaning to that. What? You're a boy who watched Lost. Yes, yes. I don't know um, anything about what you said before then, but I did watch <laughs> all of Lost. Yes, I I got a little bit of. Uh, if you think happy thoughts, like, you can fly. <laughs> you're lost, boy. Right? You're Peter Pan. You're a lost, boy. If right? I clap, you'll stay alive. Um, Root feet. Oh, me. sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> um, 
Oh my gosh, I completely lost my train of thought now. Oh, um, light and dark. I really feel like I'm st- I'm getting that kind of dichotomy from Rip and Walker this time that you kind of get from like John and Jack. Yeah, and Lost. Yeah, I could this, buy like, that. This good, this bad, and I really love the idea of if I could go back and like finesse the Yellowstone scripts, I would cut a lot of like the bonus plots that they introduce and don't particularly go back and address. But what I would do is continue where there might be like a Dan Jenkins type character that comes in and is a villain. I would make sure that there's constantly a Walker yeah. to balance it yeah, so that you can have the Dutton family live in the middle of that and constantly kind of be informed. We're like, Oh, they're the good that's fighting the bad that is Dan Jenkins, but they're also the bad that's fighting the good in Walker. I love that. I I love that. I feel like they set that up in season one and it was like a really good format. And then it starts to get a little shaky as we move into season two, because I don't know if they've realized what they've done and then now trying to lean in and do it more. Or if like Taylor was just honestly, again, I'm not saying that you, you guys should take drugs. I don't know how this keeps coming up in these episodes, but like was the man on speed? Cause it kind of seems like how these episodes were written. Yeah. And I, I think to the beginning of your point, which is Walker is giving this monologue to a man named cowboy. <laughs> like the man is named cowboy. Like we have lost a lot of credibility here. People like a, a lot. This, this is just, it, it, it it's it's too much and i i say that knowing full well that in my second watch through i'm really enjoying walker first first time i, wa- I watched it i wanted him dead this time through i'm like man he's he's right and ripping those guys are wrong and i do think having a dan jenkins and a balance would be a great idea Is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. to make sure I, rem- I remember this now it just popped into my head which is off topic we never do that on this show but um also this new plot uh for, for beth dutton where she explains to this dude now i can't think of his name that they're going to buy up all these properties and then not farm them when she does that that is i think one of the only times i can hear that she is from another country 
I, I don't know what it was about. Maybe it's because I just didn't believe it. Like, I didn't believe the monologue as something that, like, it just seemed like a weird way for him to write out Dan Jenkins to be like, rich people aren't rich enough to do what we're about to do because they can't handle the loss for two years, and then the government will pay us, and the government's at the bottom of the pyramid scheme, and blah, blah, blah. Well, as she's rattling that off, I'm like, oh, yeah, she's Australian. It was the first, did you, did you catch any of that, or was I, am I just crazy? Kelly Riley Hive, I'm so sorry. I'm going to go ahead and say this for all of us. She's British. British, I'm sorry. British. Whatever. Yeah, British, my bad. British, I would yeah. never. Australian is Southern British. <laughs> no, of no, course I mean, she's like, British. Can you, my, my fiance is British, and I mean, you can't, you can't keep a Brit from their roots when you're talking about colonization that's right. and stealing that's right. other people's land. Amen. Uh, yeah. So maybe, maybe that's what happened. She was like, oh, we're talking about like collecting a whole bunch of other land and expanding right. the empire. And she just couldn't help her accent coming out. A that's little right. Bit. Yeah. It was. No, what- no, no, no. I feel it. There was, there was that little tinge that came out. It's like, Kelly girl, what you doing? Yeah. 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 It, it didn't feel like authentically like a Beth moment. They, they, I guess what we're saying is, is that these two episodes are kind of a mess. Like this, Do you know what did feel like a Beth moment though? Because you know that I like to, I like to give due where where things are due. The real estate agents when we're no the speech that she gives to Casey. Oh yeah, That's, at yeah. the end of episode two, that was good because again something that I feel like they end up uh, not highlighting to the point that I would like to see them highlight it is this relationship that they have established between Beth and Casey mm-hmm. yeah. because they're very much is this kind of like, you're the innocent, you're the, you're the good thing. Like I can see that you have a temper. I can see that you have all these issues, but I want to protect you. And yeah. I, I love that. I love that because it gives, uh, it gives Beth humanity, and I actually feel like in these two episodes, despite them not being some of my favorite episodes, it's a really good demonstration of Beth's humanity because she mm-hmm. goes to bat and she can see what John has done to Rip, and she can point out to other people like this man is not the create like his own creation. He yeah. is the creation of of John, and I thought that it was even. It's very easy to write that into a script for a character, but I thought what was really expertly done is when she's talking to Rip after Rip has been moved to the bunkhouse and then gets his butt kicked by Casey. But does he like sitting, that? I'm sorry, keep going with with Beth, but put a pin in that because we got to talk about that fight in a second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Okay. Uh, but she explains to him what she remembers thinking when she saw him for the first time and the adoration that he had in his eyes for John a little heavy handed. Yes. But I do think it's a nice demonstration of them recognizing like that Rip was created to be this way. And that in some ways Rip was a victim of his own circumstance of being a victim of his own circumstance. And I, and I think that the fact that they do recognize that was lost. Like I forgot that they even did it. So respect for them doing that. I do think it hurts the character of Beth Dutton because she is very much wanting to do what John wants her to do. And if she knows like it's one thing to be conflicted, but Beth never seems conflicted. She knows what her dad did to, to rip. 
She knows what's happening to Casey, and yet she's doing her dad's bidding. And if you want to tell me that that's because, well, she just loves her dad and there's nothing she can do even though he's wrong, I guess I buy that. But Beth Dutton does what Beth Dutton wants to do. That's the whole point of Beth Dutton. And so that's tough. It's the right thing to do, recognizing Rip and what he's been through and what he is and what he's become and what and he's a creation of John. But for Beth to deliver that and then also deliver countless bodies to John Dutton is tough. It's a tough spot to be in. I'm gonna get I'm gonna get a little heady on this one, and I think it's maybe just because I love Beth Dutton. But I feel like I'm okay with that characterization because I think she's already given up on herself. Okay. And I think that's what makes some future scenes so much more interesting. And I don't want to drop them because I I do want you guys to watch and fall in love with it in the same way that we did. You don't want to spoil it like I did for that. That poor yeah, reviewer. Dan's the worst. The, the worst. The I worst. Don't know why I said it like Who is that? that? Worst. You're the worst, uh, Dan. Miss <laughs> <laughs> Kirkland, is that you? And I'm like, yes. <laughs> um, no, I think I think in a lot of ways, uh, Beth has already written herself off. She doesn't think that she can be saved. So, like, she can really just kind of deploy the evil when she wants. But she looks at other people and she's she thinks they're not quite me. So yeah. maybe maybe they're worth saving. I don't know. I'm, I'll feeling, take I'm that. feeling like going to bat. No, I'll take that. I'll take that. I'm not sure I completely buy it, but I I see it. I see it. I like it. That's like that's like it, you have the same attitude toward that that I have when I pass like a four for five dollar sale on stovetop stuffing. I don't I don't need it. I don't even particularly want it, but, but you're I'm buying it. it. You're buying it. I'm, you don't. I'll buy it. You're not going to lose money on this deal, Justin. No. Not, you know, your 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 mom raised so you right. You're gonna you're gonna see a bargain. You're gonna take advantage of the bargain. You know. Ten minutes later, you have a you have a bag of bread. You have some water. You have some spices. You add to it. You put a little butter in there. You fluff it with a fork. Boom. Yes, chef. You have hands. You have my hands. <laughs> You have my entire Wednesday night meal. Do you ever uh, um, have to cut coupons for your mom? Uh, absolutely. Yeah, dude. Every Sunday, had to cut some coupons. We knew what day was double coupon day. It was Win Dixie. We had to go to. Man, those were the days. Uh, we used to we used to split the newspaper, and I didn't realize that I was getting played until later on. <laughs> my mom would give me all the glossy stuff from the middle. Yeah, and then my mom was like, "I'm going to search the real newspaper for." for coupons yeah yeah, coupons uh, of course coupons yeah and uh she would cut like two and i would cut like 30 yep because all the all the all the coupons that's right the coupons were right there in the middle but anyways my grandma split the difference between coupon and coupon and said coupon Coupon. yes coupon Uh, cut that coupon for me baby that's right uh So one thing that I wanted to bring up before, actually, let's talk about the fight okay. because I have one in memoriam, and that's where I feel like we should uh, finish our time. But you you brought up the fight. What's the deal with the fight? So isn't it evident that Rip lets Casey win this fight? Like, it's evident that that's what happens based upon the conversation Rip has with John afterward. So they they beat the holy hell out of each other for what amounts to be five minutes, and then Rip lays on the ground and so that means he he gives and then he walks over to John and John's like thanks for making him earn it but remember like four episodes ago rip destroys casey in a like in a, in a fight like 
like just don't get back up boy kind of kind of fight so this, like he's doing this for john dutton he's taking a literal beating for john dutton he he is not and i rips a lot of things and i don't think he's a the hero of this show or the protagonist and people pull for him and it drives me crazy he is a child of trauma he he shouldn't be blamed for everything but he's a bad mofo like you don't just beat him up like you don't just knock him to the ground and let him like that doesn't happen to rip he's kind of invincible he's like tom hardy and lawless like he can't die but (laughs) but 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 he's doing this for john dutton right and i know that you know that reference which is why i used it it's upsetting. I, yeah, I feel there's Rip is just such a is such a weird character at this point. Yeah, uh, because it doesn't it, that doesn't make sense. Here. Like it makes sense to me watching it and hearing it. And yes, I agree that like he did this for John, but like what? Like why? like i I just i feel like there's gotta there's gotta be another way and this isn't just like cowboy stuff like cowboys don't just like the best you can argue is that he's doing sheridan is doing this to show you that rip will literally do anything for john dutton i mean he did kill a medical examiner who did nothing wrong but apparently that wasn't enough to show that rip will do anything for john and i guess this this does it i guess can I ask a question? You ever been in a fight? Uh, when I was young, like grade school young, and I did not start the fight. Um, but that's the only time. I was, I've was. i been punched in the face one time in my life. You? Nice. Yes, once. Twice. Twice. Twice? Uh, t- twice. Uh, neither were my fault. Uh, one of them, I guess I kind of started. Uh, cause somebody, I have a brother, he's 11 months older than me. He's autistic. He's the best person in the world. Uh, a great read, somebody, by the way, Justin Kirkland wrote for, was it for Esquire? You wrote about your brother, a phenomenal yes. read. We're not plugging ourselves here, but oh, just let me tell you, you, like the, I told this to producer Aaron, the two essential Justin Kirkland reads are the one about his brother and the one about, uh, being gay and being a Christian. Those two are uh, essential Kirkland's in my opinion. Sorry, go ahead. First off. Not gay, experimenting. So let's, let's, let's be very clear about that. I'm sorry. Um, I'm sorry. Just jumped the gun there. No, somebody somebody was making fun of my brother, and I just lost my lost my bananas. Just yeah, like, you did. I don't remember. I don't remember the fight. I think it was like in seventh grade, and a teacher. It was after school, and a teacher pulled me off, went to the principal, and the teacher was like. Justin was attacked. Yeah. And, and then I just got to go home. Uh, and then the other one, I was younger and this, um, this little jerk named, uh, Travis skates, who's living out in the world somewhere. Travis skates. You listening? Uh, and his mom and my mom were really good friends, and he just picked on me all the time. And my dad was like, "If you don't, if you don't go and finish this, like, I, I think it was one of those things. Like, if you don't fight him, I'll fight you." So it was very, wow. it was very yeah. like John Dutton. So I just went out there, and I was. I've never been. I'm not a fair fighter. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not somebody who's going to be like, let's put up our dukes. Like I'm going to go WWE, grab a chair because I'm never fighting for fun. Yeah. Yeah. I'm fighting for survival. Let's get this over. And I think I just like went up with this like truck and like stiff armed it. And I was just like, yeah, I'm getting out of here. So I was in that experience with fighting. So my dad would have, I don't think my dad would have done that bit, but, but I was in a house where we were like, we got boxing gloves for Christmas. 
like legit yeah. boxing gloves for Christmas. And my dad would always do this thing where he's like, Hey, you never, ever start a fight. But if you're defending yourself, you always end it. You, yeah, basically if you're defending yourself, that was what he would always say. And like, that was kind of the thing. And so I, I also was a pretty big kid, man. Nobody really like, you know, it's nice to walk around be being six, five and being the tallest kid in your grade pretty much every year. Aside from weirdly five ten in eighth grade, and then stop growing for a couple of years, and then six four in eleventh grade, so that was weird. But aside from that little span, like I didn't really, you know, one time when I was in like grades like six or seven years old, like young, young, uh, th- that was it. Like never really, unfortunately, well, fortunately, you know, because I don't really want to fight anybody. It's not high up no. on the list, you know, children. Children who are listening, the baby fans of John Dutton must die. Don't do drugs and don't fight people. Don't do drugs and don't fight. You literally can get through your entire life without having done either. And you'll be all the better for it. Because I promise you, if you've had your nose broken, it will show later in life. (laughs) It will. I accidentally broke my mom's nose one time uh, at Ogles Water Park in Gatlinburg, Tennessee, in the wave pool. Yeah. Cause I've always had this size head, but imagine it on a baby's body. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, <laughs> the wave came and I was like, bah, bah, and like bobbed her right in the, bobbed her right in the nose. And, uh, they had to evacuate the entire wave pool because blood was everywhere. Wow. Man, that, that is, so, that's, that's some force. My kid's head has knocked into me numerous times where I've thought I got like something's broke. Like I assumed something was broken. Like, uh, and it wasn't, but you, you just take a beating as a parent. So, and Ogles water park, do you think they recovered? Are they still around or do they, they shut it down? No, no, they're gone. They're yeah, gone. They're, they're done though. We, we ruined them. Yeah. Uh, can I, can I take you into the very last segment of this episode? I feel Please like we've been, we really gone on one, uh, <laughs> but I do want to highlight the in memoriam because we did have one death and it was the plot line of John's cancer. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You remember, you remember when the show said he used to have cancer like, and then, then they say he does again and then he, they say it's terminal and then they're like, JK, it's an ulcer stress y'all. And that's the end of that plot line. And they determine that with a vet taking an (laughs) x-ray in the back of like a vet van. It's the best. And then she's like, LMAO, not cancer. Like, <laughs> instead, it's, it's an ulcer. And then she's she cuts him open and they cauterize it. By the way, I know that John Dutton is like a tough guy, but like barely any like whimpers. And also, he didn't even pass out. Like, no. get out of here. Get I'm sorry. Here. If somebody is sticking a, a hot poker to your inside. Yeah. Yeah. Essentially giving you the Yellowstone brand, but on the lining of your stomach. But remember, Justin, they did lecture about Christopher Columbus in this episode. So both the the myth of the pour over liberal is as important as the myth of the unkillable cowboy. <laughs> you know what? It's about as realistic as the episode Let's finish. Let's finish recording. I'm going to go get a pour over coffee, right. and then I'm going to take a hot poker and literally jam it inside of my stomach right. and be like, "Oh, I'm fine." That's right. That's because we're moderate. Get out of here. Get out of here. That's because we're moderates. I'm not. I'm not red or blue. I I vote with my heart and my gut, which is branded. 
I go in. Like, get out of here. I just go in and I put a hand on the ballot screen and I just ask the Holy Spirit to tell me which which lever to choose for each one. I would never vote straight ticket. Would never. I listen. I certainly, which, I certainly would never do that because the Holy Spirit would be like, "You just need to leave. Like, this, is, <laughs> this is rough, brother." I like to believe that the Holy Spirit has a particularly like colloquial colloquial voice. I think a lot of people get in the way of being like when they're praying that they need to be like our God who art in heaven. I'm like God's listening regardless. No, listen. So I always just go and talk to the Holy Spirit and be like. What's up, my man? That's exactly uh, right. More respectful than that. But oh, I don't little, think you need to you be. Know. I think the Holy Spirit is, takes all comers. I think I think you can curse when you're praying. I think that's great. I think you do it. I think you go in and you just treat that. That's how you. That's that's how you do it, Justin. You talk. You talk to God somewhere in between the way that you would talk to somebody at like Kroger, like as you're like checking out with the cash register, but never take it so far as about Dutton monologue. That, yeah, yeah, yeah. Somewhere that's perfect. That's a perfect spectrum for talking to the Holy Spirit. Is this how we're going to finish the episode? I think it is. In memoriam you, to this episode. In in memoriam to this podcast. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. I'm wow, my voice is like going right here. Are you uh, are you are you getting a little verklempt? Are you starting to get a little teary eyed that we're done? Like, like, share, and subscribe. We'll see you next time. Bye. You're about to hear some ads that help keep the lights on here at the studio. Feel free to listen. Feel free to turn it off, whatever you want to. But either way, thanks so much for your support. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. 
Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC.